Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, Southstand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much, and welcome back to episode number 117. And after a week off, we have a packed episode of two weeks' worth of news, views, three match reviews, and an awful lot more. Unfortunately, we've got few highs but many lows to talk about. And as always, we start on a positive with our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep, so a trip to tell you about coaches to Wrexham going to Wales on Saturday, 28th of October. Leave the Supporters Club at 8am for a 3pm kickoff. The cost for this one is only £27 for adults and £24 for concessions. And there's a £3 surcharge for non-members. Please remember to get your match tickets before you get on the coach in the usual way. And you can book for this trip on the travel line on 077-2135970 or in the Supporters Club at any home game. Again, that's Wrexham on the 28th of October. And that's as close as what you're going to get to see Leighton or in, in Europe this season. Coming <laughs> all the way to Wales, <laughs> down the valleys. <coughs> that is a very good point. So, moving on to the last two weeks that were. Yeah. On Sunday, the 24th of September, just to refresh your memory, the Leighton Orient ladies team kept up their winning ways with an emphatic 4-0 away win against Luton Town ladies. And that win saw them move up to second in the Women's Premier League table with goals from Atsarks 11 T, uh, she got two goals, Sophie Lamarch and Oxygen underscore Chan M8, which is an unusual hashtag uh, uh, Twitter account, yeah. but you know, fair enough. Also, sub- tw- uh, we picked up on a superb tweet from Sophie Lamarchan who said, Not just here to survive, here to compete for silverware. Fantastic team victory today. Hashtag O's on the charge. Hashtag our club, hashtag dare to, hashtag come on you O's. Far too many hashtags for my liking, yeah. but decent tweet. Not here, not just here to survive. Yeah, well Good done. Good mantra, that. Well done, ladies. And on Monday, the 25th of September, still with the ladies as they get drawn away to Cardiff in the first round of the FA WPL Cup. I wish them well whenever that tie is. So. Looks like we're all going on a European tour. Mate, we'll just stay with the ladies to the this valleys. podcast. Just, yeah. We'll just stay with the ladies. <laughs> It'll be much shorter. It'll be much better. Yeah, exclusive. We're going to do a ladies-only <laughs> podcast. Tuesday the 22nd, uh, 26th, I beg your pardon, 26th of September, the Orient under-23 side lose 2-1 to a South End under-23 side. South End took, South End took the lead in the 27th minute before uh, Rules Satoru levelled the scores in the second half. Uh, but Southend put a penalty away to walk away as winners. Yeah. Um, so well done, Rule, for your goal. Unlucky to the under-23s. Yeah, and later in the day, George Alicobi had surgery on his hamstring and was visited by teammates Charlie Lee and David Mooney in the hospital. Obviously, we wish George better. And a no, speedy recovery. It's been no surprise that since he was out of the team, our form's <coughs> dipped. Um, and great to see uh, all the posts on social media from Moons and Charlie and George at the hospital. Absolutely. So, great to see there. Yep. Wednesday, the 27th of September, the club announced that the Orient ladies team will play Billericay Town at Brisbane Road in the SSE Women's FA Cup on Sunday the 8th of October. That's today That's as we today, record. Yeah. Great to see the ladies playing at Brisbane Road again. We'll have the result of that match coming up for you later on in the podcast. And uh, spoiler alert, you won't be surprised at the score. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one. So yeah. Thursday the 28th of September. Turned out to be quite a busy day. So yes, we wish promise and Orient centre-back Dan Happy, who we know is called Happy and not Happy anymore, a happy 19th birthday. And like we just mentioned, Dan also confirmed his surname is pronounced 
happy. Yeah, because I tweeted him saying, let's settle yeah. this argument because people weren't, weren't too sure. So thanks for that, Dan. Staying with the defenders, at lunchtime, the club announced that Josh Coulson will be out for two months. He has a tear in his groin, which happened at the Aldershot game. Yeah. And then in the mid-afternoon, the club announced that Mark Ellis has signed on a two-month loan spell from Carlisle United. The 28-year-old has made eight appearances this season, and there were lots of Carlisle fans outraged with this on social media. Yeah, Steve Davis and Martin Ling have, uh, have both worked uh, with Mark before. Obviously, Steve at Crew and Martin at Torquay. Oh, so, spot. I didn't know that. Yeah, so spot. they know that... Uh, yeah, Martin had him at Torquay first, and then Steve had him at Crew. So, um, from my point of view, I think that's credit to Martin and Steve for getting covering for Josh so quickly and to get a League 2 standard player because Carlisle are doing all right, which is probably why Mark's not getting in the team. So, yeah. decent. Yeah, very decent. good. Yeah. Great signing. I think just what we needed and the, the news that... We came out that we'd lost Coulson was quickly um, swamped over well by managed by Ellis. Like so well managed. You know, Josh will be a big miss, but hopefully he'll be back um, fitter, and hopefully we get good strength from Mark Ellis. And in, yeah, in the absolutely. evening at seven pm, we returned to talk on the sports show on East London oh, yes, Radio. We did. we did. So if you haven't listened to that yet, and you're bored one morning or afternoon or evening or whenever, and you want to listen to us again, you can listen on the East London Radio page on Mixcloud. Dot com 55 minutes of pure orient chat that was really good fun actually I really I actually really enjoyed being interviewed rather than doing the in, being the interviewer I thought that was really good so we talk everything that's gone on with the club over the summer transfers Martin Ling Nigel and, and Ken really good listen yeah everything if, you need even to know, if I say so myself and more about orient so make sure you listen to that and yeah Mooney Friday <laughs> obviously every Friday is Mooney Friday but 29th September Head of the home game versus AFC File, Steve Davis spoke to George Sessions and said, we have to bounce back at home and the performances have been good, but we're just conceding sloppy goals as we did on Saturday from situations we have got to deal with better. Set pieces have been a problem from the last two games at Bridburn Road and all the shot it was more down to errors. We are always looking to improve and we watch the games again and sit down and look at what we can do better and that's what we'll keep on doing so we can keep on improving the group. So even at that point, Steve was aware that there were defensive lapses and errors coming in and hopefully we could rectify those going yeah. into the AFC fold game. Stay even tuned to you, find out how that went. Even if you're not a football connoisseur, you would still notice that we have defensive lapses. So it's, it is good that they, they work on that. I don't know what actually happens in in training that they then sort of evolve. But yeah. you know, we'll talk about that in just a minute because on Saturday the 30th, of September. Happy 29th birthday to new loan signing Mark Ellis. Yeah, and in, in the morning, the under-18s were awaiting action to Wimbledon. And after being final down, they pulled it back um, to 4-3 before losing to 5-3. So goal scorers there. We saw a double from Sam Dorby. So well done, Sam. And a goal from Benny Youssef. So another loss, but great fighting spirit for final yeah. down to pull three goals back. And well done yeah, to those good. boys. Yeah, absolutely. Late Orient Trust play a match versus uh, the Cardiff Trust to celebrate the club's 80, 80 years of playing in Leighton. And we are delighted to say that the O's team won that 4-1. So that was the first match that was played when we came to play in Leighton uh, 80 years ago. So it was really kind of the Cardiff Trust to send yeah, really uh, good. a team across to us uh, on that day. So thank you to them as well. So in the afternoon at 3pm, we played AFC Fylde at home. So... We've got three games to talk about uh, in this podcast, so we're only going to briefly cover um, them in a bit smaller detail than what we normally do. Yeah. So the team was announced for this match, Granger in goal, back four of Caprice, Ellis, Hap and Brophy, with Lawless and Clayton centre midfield and Dayton and McInaff on the wings, with Mooney and Bond up top, subs with Sam Sargent, Sendall's White, Oching, 
Bocco and Harold. Yeah, Mark Ellis and Danny Happ starting a central defence, replacing Josh Coulson and Jamie Sendles White. Joe Widdison misses the match with a thigh injury, so James Brophy moves to left back, Joby to left wing, and David Moody comes back into the team after his shoulder injury. And for me, I think it's really good to see uh, Mark Ellis go straight into the starting lineup. Says a lot for me that Jamie Sendles White has been dropped and happy. Starts ahead of him, yeah, uh, whether that's just Steve trying different combinations out or not, I don't know. Uh, no Coroma on the bench, and as Widdison is injured, why isn't Judd starting uh, at left-back? Because in the meet, the manager, Steve commented on how, yeah, how well much remembered. he would sort of want him um, as a left-back, uh, you know, if that position became available. So, lots of questions for me, lots more questions than answers, I think. Yeah, for me, I thought that was a good team, actually. It was good to see Mooney back and Howard back. Arguably, our strongest team at the moment. That's a well done to Happy for starting... I was looking forward to seeing Ellis. Obviously, we write these comments down at the time the team is announced. Yeah. So hindsight is a wonderful thing. So I'll just m- talk through most of this one. Cause I've yeah, seen I, I missed it. You so missed it. You, so you were there. there. So, so match kicked, kicked off, off again. We kicked towards yeah. the North Stand. And then the second minute, you could tell it was going to be one of those days. Played, played a very basic pass into their man who shot wide. And then from the resulting goal kick, uh, Ellis came short and Granger meant to pass it to Ellis under no pressure at all. His goal kick and just kicked it off the pitch. Not... Uh, by accident. Do you just, mean he kicked it off the pitch? Well, Ellis was standing to his right. He went to pass it to Ellis and just misplaced his pass and just kicked it out for throwing. So already at that point, we were looking very poor. Right, okay, that's say. weird. Yeah, so 15th minute, filed one a questionable free kick in a decent position just outside the box. Where we sit in the South It was stand. a bit questionable because I've watched it back. It's one of those that you see given and not given. Yeah, sometimes, but even... It looked the, like he won the ball, to be Clay won the ball, to be fair. Yeah, but I think in this league, players go down so easily and the refs aren't, like we've said, consistently at a good right. quality. Okay. They got a free kick. We could kind of see where we were, but the wall wasn't looking great. Uh, Upstep Danny Rowe, who smashed the ball, yeah. took a deflection, then went past Granger into the back of the net to put filed one up. For me, no chance for Granger there, but the wall looked very weak and there were a few videos that were put up when the goal scored, people on the ground off the free kick. And you can see there's a few players who turn their back on the wall. The wall's are very well joined together. So credit where credit's due. Good strike by Rowe, but a very poor wall there. And one yeah. I think Charlie would be disappointed in putting that wall together, but he had no chance okay. of an initial shot. So 24th minute, good build-up play from us. Uh, Clay had a good opportunity, maybe took one touch too many, shot and the keeper saved with his legs. Uh, and then in the 29th minute, Brophy, who went to left back, who looked brilliant attacking, but not that great defending, got forward, got brought down, a few appeals for a red card, but it was a yellow, and the ref gave yellow, that was fine. I okay, I think you have to be aware that the guys are left wing, not you personally, but I think in general, you have to be aware that Brophy's not a left back, and it's a different job. Yeah, of course. And it's a different mindset for a left back as it is for a left midfielder, and if you're not used to that, you're going to get... You're he- gonna get you're going to find it really tough he was great going forward he was, I bet he going was. forward on the forward he was overlapping Joe but it's something that Wilson probably hasn't done as well as Brophy so Brophy yeah. was getting around the back of McEnough and they were looking quite good but going defensively you're thinking oh, he's probably not not as strong as Wilson but that's to be expected like you said he's a left midfielder really so in the 41st minute yeah. McEnough crossed a great ball into Happy great chance he headed wide should have really done better there but obviously he's a centre back and not a forward rest of the half gets played we go in at half time, one nil down, and I think, you know, we summed up in a tweet that we put out at half time by saying a very poor first half with basic errors all over the pitch at a very subdued Brisbane Road. When we put, we need a much better second half. It was a very strange atmosphere at Brisbane Road. It was very quiet. 
Um, obviously, okay. Fylde didn't bring that many fans, so you know they won't create much of an atmosphere. And it felt a bit flat. We got a great tweet at halftime from at Richie J Bourne, who summed up for us nicely again by saying, "No urgency, no leaders on the pitch with seconds to go. You balls up a corner when you should just get it in the box." So that was going to a corner we had. Just break it in the box, put your defenders up. It's yeah. like 10 seconds. And we left. got some tall boys in there as well. We played it short, came to nothing. Typical <laughs> yeah. at that point in the day. So attendance announced 4,357 with just 93 away fans. But that shows you the kind of the size of the teams we're playing. Like AFC Fold, last year we were in the Conference North. So we were two divisions above them. So no changes for the O's at half time. And three minutes into the second half, a terrible start. As Fold made it 2 0. As Danny Rowe got his second, he got the ball about 35 yards out, looked up, no pressure on him, but from that space, you're thinking, he has to bring out some shot here to beat Granger from this distance, and he shoots, he connects with it well, gets some decent pace on the ball, flies in, Granger gets a hand to it, and it was 2-0. Could Granger have done better? Yeah, probably for me. He could probably do better there, but gets beat by it, and 2-0. But fair play to... Danny Rowe looks like a confident striker, very good striker for non-league, and it was two 0 at that point. And okay. thinking, ah, oh, we're done in at home. home to a team that on paper we should be trouncing. Oh, absolutely. You think to yourself, what have we got to do to to get even a goal at this point? Yeah, I mean, fifty third minute, we come on to it. Ellis had a header from six yards out. Yeah, Easy chance. Just should have should have done should have done better. But you're right. You're thinking at that point we shouldn't be losing to far, and it's no. just. That case, everyone just at that point. We're a victim of our own of our own undoing, really, aren't we? It's not that we're making teams work for these goals either. Well, I think the main problem is, especially this game, we're not national league savvy, so we're still playing at nice passing, nice patient build up, and other teams are just long balling it to a big front and smashing it when they see sight of goal. They're just more streetwise. I don't think we're very streetwise at the moment in this division. So, fifty fourth manic Matt Harold came on for David Mooney. I think Mooney will probably admit wasn't his best game for Orient. Probably the right sub at that point, but at two down, do you not leave Mooney on and take off midfield and try and go four three three or do something a bit different, more attacking wise? Because all you're doing at this point is just changing Howard for Mooney in a straight swap, but being more direct. So sixty first. Who minute. would you bring on then? Or maybe Bocco then? No, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying bring Howard on, but maybe yeah. take a midfield off like a Lawless or a Clay and push three up front and go for it because you're two goals down. Maybe yeah. go for a more attacking four three one point. two something like that. Sixty first minute Caprice, who's done all right. He's not been getting forward as much. I think we've discussed that previously. <laughs> yeah, cross Bond again a good chance for Bond. A confident Bond puts that away. But he just headed over, but you could see since Howard had come on more direct, holding the plate better, looking more of a threat. In the seventy first minute, Bond again. Flicks a header, keeper beaten, and hits the post. At that point, you're thinking, we're not going to get anything today. 72nd minute, Bocca comes on for Lawless. Thought Lawless didn't have his best game. He's been poor for a while for me. We'll come on to it later on, but he's been anonymous in games. Probably lucky you won at this game, because he didn't really do anything to set the world alight in this one. But obviously, we'll speak about Lawless later. 73rd minute. Yeah, a lifeline. As Joby McEnough pulls the goal back at the far post. Yeah, good move down the left. So again, Good moving from Brophy. Yeah. At this point, Dayton switched to the left wing. So Dayton crosses the ball in. Ball gets flicked. Comes out to McEnough. Nice head eyes. Yeah. Bit of a deflection, but goes in. And then at this point, thinking, right, 2 1. It's a bit of an atmosphere building. Howard and Bocco would definitely change the game. Thinking, come on, this team will crumble now. Let's just go at them. But never really happened. Eight second minute. Dayton again from the left crossed in. He looked good on the left, Dayton. Howard got up well. Won the header and their keeper saved on the goal line. A few people were saying it across the line, but I don't think it had. Tough that. You don't think it tough had. to get that. And then 90th minute, a bit too little, too late. Lewis Montrose got sent off for a second yellow card as he tripped Caprice. Definitely a yellow card. Yeah, Definitely second that. yellow. And then four minutes of injury time were played. 
final chance of the game, yes, he just won a free kick in a great position. You're thinking, right, hit this sweetly, just do something with it. But typical, smacked into the wall. And you're just thinking, what, another chance wasted from a set piece? I think we've been through it quite a few times this season. The asset piece is yeah. just absolutely wasteful. So we lose the game 2-1 um, and we lost our fourth match in September. At this point, making only one point from the last 15 available. Yeah, poor. Steve Davis said post-match they did seem nervous and we spoke about that again after the game. I spoke to Ross Embleton and he thought they looked a bit nervous and fearful. My response to that is that we can't afford to be fearful playing in front of a Leighton Orient crowd who have great expectations with this club and want to move forward. We have got to be courageous and not be fearful. I always encourage the players to express themselves and enjoy playing and today we're a little bit edgy for some reason. So really need to get to the bottom of why that is because that seems to be prevalent in all the games we're about to talk about. But anyway, league table, that defeat means we slipped to 15th in the National League. We are still on 17 points. We are five points behind the playoff at this point and seven points from top spot. So three wins and you're back up there really uh, and you're back in the mix. So your views yeah, on that? You that? It was a very strange performance actually. It's quite subdued as well. The atmosphere was really flat for some reason but... First half was a bit of a shocker. Poor, poor goal to concede. Poor wall. Football yeah. was again too tippy tappy. Nice football, great if you're one up or two up, and probably at League Two it's fine. But National League doesn't seem to be working at the moment. And once the second goes in, we show a bit more fight and a bit more character. And Howard Bocco do well, but a bit too little, too late. I thought Caprice done okay again. Ellis done okay. So did Happy. Brave looked a bit shaky in defence, but attacked well. Like I've said, Lawless and Clay will have better days. Dayton was okay, got an assist, almost had another assist. Joby got a goal. Moons was very quiet, but I'm not sure Moon is really suited to the National League at the moment. It's finding it difficult. Um, Bourne hit the post, had a few chances, but it wasn't his day. But I think he needs to get a goal sooner rather than later. I'll probably say that again at some point later in the podcast. But you have to get the basics right, and we've got too many wrong. Didn't defend well enough and didn't put our chances away when we had a few that we had. So they had two chances in the game, taken both. They got a striker in form. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but we lose to AFC Fylde. Done. Just let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the game, but I think as a general overview, I'm getting really frustrated having to talk about games that on paper we should be winning comfortably, but we're not. We're losing them miserably. Making some poor teams look like playoff contenders. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a bit embarrassing, I to mean, be honest. quite a few people said Fylde weren't very good. I thought they done. I thought they were good. I thought their defence was well organised. I thought the keeper marshalled their defence. I thought the midfield won the ball. And I thought they had the striker who'd done well. So, a lot of people said Fylde were the worst team they've seen come to Bisbon Road and win. I thought they were fine. I thought they were a, a typical National League team. Mm. Both their goals were gifts and we really have to do better. We've really got to tighten up and as I've said in previous episodes, you know, we've got to be more clinical in both boxes. I've seen better defending in Sunday league games, uh, to be quite frank about it. Making life so difficult for ourselves by allowing the opposition to score and then having to get ourselves back in the game. A reoccurring theme in many of our games, which is hugely disappointing. Yeah, so those were our views, so your view. So a huge amount of feedback's coming uh, over the last two weeks and after this match. So thank you for all your views that come into our social media accounts. And again, we try and read out as many as possible to keep a balanced and well-viewed podcast because this is, you know, an Orient fan podcast. Yep. We rely on our engagement. Yeah. And just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. And retweet them. 
doesn't mean we agree with them. It's just to engage Absolutely. and get more conversations going. So Absolutely. at, at Mort Jig tweeted us and said, a lot of defeats recently have been against teams high in confidence. This is against a team who are low in confidence. Very worrying. Yeah, good point. David G. Boone says, no excuses. Leighton Orange should kill this league. Confidence is down and people need to look at as to why. Good point. Yeah, well done, W. Johns 98 said, there is such a lack of urgency and complacency with this team. Only when the other team score do we decide to turn up. Every team uses the same tactic of parking the bus once they're ahead and gamesmanship. First time I'm concerned about this group. At Ingleland 2010 says, we won't get out of this league until we have a settled back four. We have a different defence every week and Joby has got to play more central. At Wrecker Blue App said, woeful, midfield is ropey. We have two tactics, pass slowly until we go behind and then lump it. There are two tactics, very good. We never have pace and are always falling short. Playing football hasn't seemed to work so far. Injuries have played their part, but performances aren't improving. Been a problem since game one. At Orient Boy says, I'll always be grateful to Kent and Nigel, but we are a poor team with no game plan. Beaten by a team with one up top. Hashtag new low. PankP007 said, as we filed... Out onto Brisbane. Very good news. He's still Very got good. it. He's still got it. Uh, as we filed out onto Brisbane Road, came the sad realization that we aren't very good and we will be in the Vanarama for some time. At Stiggy64, says, Why do we keep giving away cheap free kicks when we all know we can't defend set pieces? Hashtag not rocket science. Good point there. Yeah, at Rock Strummer, uh, Strummer said, Still early days building a team. I believe we will be mid table at the end of the season. Challenge for the playoffs next season. At M0PHO says, what worries me is this is a very similar to the O's last season. No one wants to shoot at goal, where if it was poor, but so were the O's. Yeah, Miss MJJ Scanlon said, poor defending cost us again. The first goal, uh, the wall failed to do its job. The second, no closing down. Attacking, we create chances but can't finish them. And that goes about my point of being clinical. Yeah, story of the season. Yeah. Oh dear wall, she says, worst result the season. We seem almost in free fall at the moment. We've got how to win games. Yeah, Dodgems81 said, I'm running out of things to say, let alone positives. Decent owners, transparency, loyal fan base, good squad, rubbish footballing decisions. <laughs> at Ox Ooch, it's a frustrating result, but we were forgetting lesson of recent years. Listen again to the Simpson and Morning views on the impact of sacking managers too early. That said, with visitors parking the bus, do we need four at the back and two sitting midfield? Let Mooney and Bucker play deeper behind the front. So yes, like what I said, you know, Lawless yeah. and Clay aren't really don't really push forward at home, especially. Yeah. At two down, should you not be, as I say, taking off a midfielder to get Harold on instead of taking Mooney off? Yeah. One of those, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jim five eight six. The get rid of everyone brigade needs to remember where we were before the takeover, and the refs seem to get worse with every game. Yeah. El Castaneto says we need to learn lessons and develop our game. Maximum possession and still getting no points. Too much sideways stuff and relying on Joby but getting no goals. D. David, you said this really is a bonkers league. If we'd won our last three, we'd be top. If we have a decent October, we'll be up there again. Yeah, and the final word on AFC file goes to at El Hangles, who says, I believe we have some good individuals, but we're not a team yet. I bet David says he knows his football and we go again Wednesday. So thank you for all your tweets after the AFC Fold game and the Prediction League update. Only one person correctly predicted this result. So well done to Tony Adidrian who got that right. So thanks again for all your predictions. We're getting well over 100 on every match day now, which is fantastic. So keep them coming in. Sunday the 1st of October. Let's go back to the light of our lives, the ladies. <laughs> so the ladies team goes straight to strength. They beat Norwich City away 5-2 with goals coming from Le Marchand, 
home back Griffiths and a double from Strialova. Very Ladies. good. Ladies. They're doing fantastic, aren't they? Mate, they're my favourite scene. Yeah. My favourite scene all day long. Well yeah. done, ladies. Well done, indeed. Monday, the 2nd of October, so this is now the uh, last week, at 1pm, the draw for the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup took place, with Orient being drawn away to local rivals, yeah. Dagenham and Redbridge. Tasty. I was pretty sure we were going to get Leatherhead or someone like that, like a Sammy Moore or oh, someone with like yeah. a connection, but Dagenham and Redbridge, probably... A great draw for locality. They're but, doing really well, Leatherhead. But not the best draw we would have wanted. There's much easier draws out there. Yeah, yeah, Leatherhead doing very well. So also, on Monday, the club announced that Dan Happy has signed his first pro contract, which will expire in 2020. So well done, Good Dan. Good to time down Bet to a you were happy deal. about that one. Yeah. The pun's never ending <laughs> with that one. Yeah, great to see his time down a top young prospect um, and, and, and for a long period of time as well. So yeah. very, very happy with that. Agree, agreed. He's done it again. He's zero all night, folks. Let's finish Try the podcast. It won't get better than right. that. Right. So Tuesday, third of October, a quiet day at the Orient Outlook podcast hours with yeah. nothing to report. And then Tranmere away happened yeah. on the fourth of October in front of the BT Sport cameras. So in goal, Granger, Caprice, Ellis, Happy, and Brophy uh, at the back. Clay, Lawless, Dayton, and McEnough across the midfield, and Harold and Bon up top with substitutes of Sam Sargent, Sendles White, Bocco, Mooney and Dolby. Yep, so there's one change to the starting lineup. who started against AFC Fold. It's Matt Harold starts in place of David Mooney, who got dropped to the bench. So for me, that's the team I expected. I thought Mooney might have dropped down to the bench after the Fold game. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised to see Sam Dolby on the bench. I didn't think yeah. that would happen, so happy with that one. You? Yeah, no, same, same, as, uh, same as you, really. I didn't really see too much in terms of, of change, but I think Steve's making, you know changes to see actually what works what clicks and what yeah. connects but um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how this transpires so match kicked off and I guess, yeah. I guess two teams who you thought would be up there at this part of the season two not, early season favourites yeah. are not first 20 minutes not much to talk not about not much to I'd talk say. about really yeah and, and, and in the 20th minute Charlie Granger made an absolutely outstanding save uh, to deny Tranmere the lead um, claims were that it crossed the line but it didn't claims of a handball and it wasn't um, for me, I don't know why Adam Verge kept going on in commentary saying that it was a definite handball. It wasn't. Absolutely wasn't. And I take issue with him because he's a really poor commentator. I actually had a lot of time for him, but he made a couple of comments and I responded to one of them and he got back to me, I remember. Hey, he's Brighton and he, so I, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, but he's meant to be impartial, isn't he? But he doesn't listen to this podcast. We don't listen to him. And in the 21st <laughs> minute, Matt Harold gave Warren the lead. He turned the ball into net from a James Dayton cross uh, to put the O's up. Against the runner play, I thought it was a good goal actually. It was a, a good typical goal. striker's goal, right yeah. place, right time, good finish. Uh, so well done, Matt Howard. I thought yeah, and well done to James Dayton. And for me, I go back to what I said in an earlier podcast about James Dayton possibly being our most important oh, summer signing. An assist against Fylde, another assist in this match. So just shows how much you're missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, point. Um, good point. So, however, the lead lasted just a few minutes. Unfortunately, as Tranmere equalised in the 26th minute, Granger denied the first effort from Norwood. Unfortunately, there was no one to block the follow-up uh, shot from Andy Cook, who placed it in the bottom corner. For me, a bit of a poor goal to concede, really. Yeah, um, I, I felt sorry for Granger. I think he, make, I think he makes a good save. With his hand, <clears throat> he's, he's coming out, made himself big. He's, it's shot against his arm. He yeah, saved I it. I mean, if you're being super critical, could he have pushed it away further? No, I no, he I, couldn't I, I don't think done. he could. I don't think no. his defence maybe let him down a little bit by not, by not winning the ball. I think Happy was the man. Quick enough. Man. But good finish by Trek, the Norwood. Yeah. It was one all disappointing to lose the lead so early. In the 30th minute, a turn of shot from Dayton, which went wide of the post. In the 33rd minute, Ellis, header from Ellis, from a Joby cross. Great cross, actually, from Joby. 
hit the post and went wide. So yeah. I've noticed that Ellis gets into a really good position. He's he done the same against Fylde, yeah. like where he should have scored that we spoke about before, but he needs to score those and frustrating. Frustrating because had that does that has that does that go in and then we're two one up and you're thinking right you know puts the same control in the match. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the rest of the half played itself out. Nothing really um, of of sort of note to really talk about. We played two minutes of stoppage time and the half time whistle goes and we go in at one all. So right. it's fairly even. Uh, really, neither side set in the uh, the world alike. Not really the greatest of game for uh, a neutral either. Attendance for that was pretty special, actually. 4,145, considering it was absolutely pouring down with rain. There was still over 4,000 people and in there. And, 100, and yeah. it was on the telly. And there was 157 who made that trip up on yeah. a Wednesday night. And kudos to you. Yeah, Leighton Orient. Well done, y'all. Family. Yeah. So, so second half kicks off. No subs for the O's. And in the 52nd minute, Lollis gets booked for bringing down Cook. And there's quite a few people not being too pleasant about Lollis on social media. So again, yeah. I don't want I, this podcast isn't here to kind of bash players, but again, Lollis not not coming across very not well. Not himself particularly, no. is he, with his performances? In the 62nd minute, Charlie Granger saved really well from a no, no burn shot. Uh, and then from the resulting corner makes an outstanding really reflex save. save from Cook's header so really good save Charlie was Charlie's kept us in, in this game he really has yeah done really well 64th minute Jake Caprice sub due to an injury and gets replaced by Jamie Sendles White who goes into centre mid and Alex Lawless goes to right back ok interesting and then 71st minute the goal that ultimately seals the game as Tramier made it 2-1 as Brophy gets turned fairly easily yeah it's poor Motley Henry's cross gets crossed in gets deflected across goal Norwood's there at the back sticks by himself, easily finishes it, heads it in from close range, yeah, makes it 2-1. For me, I think that's quite unlucky because if that cross doesn't get deflected, yeah. it's a nothing cross. 100%. It's a nothing cross, which is just, just the way the luck's going. Poor defending, but you can't anticipate every cross being deflected. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be marking anyone. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it was their luck, and that is just our luck. Yeah. That is a little bit of our luck as well. And that Motley Henry's on loan, I think, from Championship Barnsley, I Decent think. player. Uh, he came on. He came on quite late in the game, but he looked. He looked like he wanted to have oh, a go. He gets an assist, doesn't he? But he does. Me, yeah. You know, when, when team don't defend well, you can call out on it. But for me, I think that's quite unlucky. Yeah. So, but the I, second half had been fairly even up yeah. until this point. Really, neither team were again setting up. You know, they didn't come out and go all guns blazing. And then in the 78th minute, um, Orient made a double substitution with Matt Harrell replacing David Mooney, uh, being replaced by David Mooney, and James Dayton got replaced by Romy Bocker. That's probably just for management uh, of you know him coming back. Yeah, so, for me, I, I, I don't know why we're making changes so late in the game though. 78 minutes, we're now chasing the game for the last seven minutes. Why not make the change in the 72nd minute after oh, yeah, that goal goes I, in? I know what you're saying. For me, again, if you a goal down. Take off clay, no? Take off clay and stick Harold up front as a third and attack it more. Because Mooney for Harold, again, it's just, you're not doing anything different. I have to say, the Tranmere defenders look like pub team, yeah. as in their stature. Like they, were, they look like they'd just been fed pies at, at half time <laughs> rather than oranges or, or nutritious stuff. <laughs> it, they, they really did. Like they, they had, but they played well and they marshaled as well. So yeah, just, I, see, I take your point. Just non league experience, isn't it? Just non league yeah. experience. 80th yeah. minute. Mooney gets booked for simulation, not for the first, first time this time. season, you're Mr. Mooney. No, Silly. no, but Silly. he's getting away with more than he's not. So, yeah. 81st minute, glorious chance for Tranmere to really wrap the game up, but luckily Jennings' header goes wide. 
when he really should have scored. So that was a massive let off for us. Yeah, and last ten minutes of the game didn't really seem to be able to do out. anything, did we? Just no, it played itself out. out. Five minutes of injury time. I played in the full time whistle goes as the O's crashed to their fifty feet. Unfortunately, in six matches, we lost two one in front of the BT Sport cameras. Yeah, Dave Victor tweeted that Steve Davis has lost his voice. So Embleton has stood in and stressed the importance of the players not to feel sorry for themselves. That captain David Mooney said that the manager, staff, and owners have been class, and that the players must use the next couple of days to sort things out. On that point, Mooney obviously went up to BBC London, gave an interview that the link is on BBC London website. Worth listening to. Mooney was quite uh, bluntly honest, bluntly honest, and critical of the team and himself. Really, yeah. really decent. So well done to Mooney. But in, for a, that. in, a, in the right way, he did it. He said it's just yeah. been a load of garbage. It's just we've not been good enough. And we've got to figure it out. Yeah, really good. So well, fair play to Mooney for coming out yeah. and giving that interview. So that defeat. Mate, we slipped down to 17th in the National League after 14 games, 17 points and a minus five goal difference. It's time to stop looking up the table now until we start winning again. So yeah. we won't be doing any how many points we are off the top of the league or the playoffs until we get near them again, really. Yeah, until moment, we start I don't think it's worth saying that. So for me, yeah. another disappointing performance from everyone except Charlie Granger, who was superb. And having seen the club's highlights, he made some really outstanding saves. Well done, Charlie Granger. I have, have to say, yeah, we didn't create anywhere near enough chance in the midfield. We're almost invisible. Tranmere weren't amazing. They've got on the end of a deflection, and that's one in the game. They've had a bit of luck, which we've been missing. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, wonder why we've gone sort of four four two in the past few games. Four two three one, which is what we started out working on. Was doing all right. It certainly yeah. we, cert- we certainly didn't lose five games in on you know out of six when we were playing that formation. And for me, why wasn't judging the team over Brophy? I know he wants to potentially go more attacking. Uh, Caprice is going to be a big loss. Um, but for me, he really wasn't giving us much of an option on the wing, and as we haven't seen him flying down it, um, which he's stopped doing now that we're playing a slightly different That's formation. That's got to be a tactical instruction because he was be, doing yeah. that. So he was doing that every match, like. Early on, that's yeah. not. That's definitely a tactical. Absolutely. Um, subs for me, as I said earlier, far too late in the game, and especially when you're chasing it, we haven't been dangerous enough from set pieces. And in this league, you absolutely need to be. And so for me, all in all, a really frustrating time for us. Yeah. So my views. Yeah, disappointing to be talking about another defeat, especially after going a goal ahead. Um, sounds like another difficult night for the defence with a little introduction up front. Good to see how we'd score. Good to see Charlie make some good saves. But other than that, not many positives to take. Thought the team selection and the bench was strong, so I guess my issue then is tactically what is going on because I think every time I see the starting eleven, I'm like, okay, that's decent, but tactically we don't seem to be getting it right. Can all of play play together? Are they too similar to be playing centre mid? You know, it's a question that I guess I've got. What do they looking bring? at them? Clay brings some the odd goal. Clay gets you a few goals. Um, what's lawless? What does lawless lawless bring? And like you said earlier, I don't want to dig individual players out, but. You've got to be bringing something to the table. If you're not bringing creativity, then you've got to be defending. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be one or the other. Absolutely. So, for me, and again, we write it straight after the game. So, Steve has to lift the players and get them ready for the Barry game as if he doesn't. I think his job might be in jeopardy. Massive respect to 157 Orient fans who made the journey. You absolute legends as well. Absolutely. Always take the positive. At the end, yeah, absolutely. So those were our views, your views. Kylie05 said, we are just far too slow in all areas, but especially in reacting. Half the time, we're just strolling around. Yeah, really, Les- good, really good tweet. Yeah, yeah Les underscore Bristow said, two poor teams. Neither deserved any points. Tramia, very fortunate to walk with, uh, away with all three hashtag rubbish. And to go back to that Kylie O tweet, that could be a tweet from 
any match this season. Really. Correct. Same old, same old. Yeah, absolutely. At Wads, he said, never really in the game tonight. Even our goal was against the runner play. Could have been more, but for the great saves from Charlie Granger. At the Dorset Vikings, says, I can't see anything whatsoever tonight that should keep Davis in a job. He is out of his depth. We can't afford to be relegated again. At Steve LOFC, performances seem to be getting worse, if if I'm honest. No need for Tranmere to wash their goalkeeper jersey. Just a quick jumble dry will do. Yeah, very similar wow. to the tweet we had after the Halifax game about the keeper not having to wash his shirt. Yeah. At Rich P242 says, only the bottom four have a worse goal difference than us. That says it all about how awful we've been for the majority of the season so far. Wow. Le- Les LK52, it's the manner of the defeats that's hurting. We don't pose any threat at all in the final third. At Deerstuce is absolutely pathetic again. The players look shot of confidence, wrong tactically, and we are sitting far too deep. Sort it out, Davis, or ship out. Jack Coates, 14. Why was Judd not on the bench? Moons fall into the ground when someone touches him. No creativity. Something needs to change, and please drop Lawless. The youngsters showed more bottle last season than this lot. Where is the passion and fight for every ball? Yeah, more and tweet, more and more tweets coming in now about getting more of youth involved. But yeah. Again, not the right time to bring him into a team who are losing, which is what Steve has previously said. Simon Bedford says both sides were lacking confidence, but we didn't look like scoring and couldn't keep the ball. I'd like to see a formation change. Yeah, at Taser Jr. said, can't forget the entire back line is now injured, but we are incredibly predictable and slow in attack. Need to play with more width. At Sam Harborn says, I'm all for giving managers time. We don't want to repeat of the past, but I must admit, my patience is wearing thin. At Gary Talbot 7, battled hard, never an easy away game. Supply line to Bond and Harold non-existent in the second half, so we're clearly struggling. Yeah, at do you pedal underscore TW, so Charlie was the only player tonight whose head seemed to be there. Poor second half right from the whistle, and have a three points lost stupidly. Great point there. Doyle underscore Hooper said, David seems like a decent bloke, but not the right man for the job. Lacks ideas and doesn't inspire players. Most haven't delivered either. Yeah, at Daz Hodge says, what's happened in the last six games? A lot of people forgetting we've lost so many to injuries and the second string are not good enough. Yeah, Vince Howard, 73, said the team has already got too used to losing with no players returning from injury. I doubt that's going to change anytime soon. Yeah, good point there, Vince. So, obviously, we've still got an injury list, but none of those players are going to come back within the next month. So, obviously, Helicobi's long-term, Lee's long-term, and Coulson's for another month or two. So good point there, Vince. Adam M444 says, Every player looks slow and asset pieces are poor. Excuses are becoming boring. In the last four matches, I've seen that we have looked at the weaker team. Yeah, Matt Bristow said, Orient have now conceded two or more in 13 of their last 16 away games. Hashtag leaky. Cheers, Matt. If you need a like that, speak to Matt. At Orient Wee. Fan TV. This is one point from 18. It's simply not good enough. Defensively, all over the place. Players being played out of position, lost 7 out of 14, Davies out, question mark. Only one team tweeted saying, Keeper kept us in it, poor and pedestrian at times, no one is driving us forward and there's little end product, but we need to turn it around quickly. Yeah, good point there, Veggie Jones. From the outside, it seems Davies thinks his tactics are right and things just need to click. Someone above needs to have a serious word. Tolu underscore Sango said, Have our fans not learned anything from the past three years? 17th, not good enough, but Davis out after 14th, after 14 it. games is the previous owner-esque. Very good. At Gorillas, I was 19- going to take that tweet out because of that, actually. <laughs> At Gorillas 1985, says, Well done to the 157 supporters who went to watch Granger and Happy turn up. I think Judd, Oching and Dorby should start on Saturday. I'd be interested to see how they would get on. Tom P1984 said, really poor on set plays yet again. Injuries aren't helping. Davis, 
aren't helping Davis, but sacking him is not the answer. I take mid-table obscurity all day. Uh, Jamie Stripes says, I think Davis could be in serious trouble now. The team looks like a bunch of disjointed individuals that are just lumped in together every week. Charlie underscore Paul 3, awful. Going forward was a joke. I have very little faith in Steve Davis, and I think it's clear to see the players don't either. And the final word on Trammy goes to that. I heart Rushmore, who's just really disappointing. Couldn't handle the conditions and failed to move the ball as a unit. Very weak down our left and strikers isolated. So thank you for all the tweets yeah, we got in after the game. And, you know, loads coming in now about Steve Davis's future and the team. General theme is that, but people do make a few yeah, sort of interesting points as well. Absolutely so, do. Prediction League uh, update. Well done to at Mark Shepherd underscore 79, at Soph Mears XX, at Tommy T. Leaf, at Strop underscore O, at George Gerks, at Fountain View 123. At Samuel, LOFC97, at Wings Mad and at M0 Foe, who all predicted 2-1 and get three points. But a special congratulations to Speno011, who predicted 2-1 and got uh, Harold, who, uh, which means you get four points. Yeah, you got the bonus points. So also on Wednesday night, the ladies team were in action and they smashed Haringey in the league 8-0 wow. to go top of the league with two goals from Hayley B, two for Ben and Ripple. And one each for Sophie Lee Marchand, Chloe McNee, Danielle Griffiths and Eagle Trezzy. So well done ladies who now top the league after being promoted last season. I tell you what, if things don't get better, this is just literally going to be a ladies podcast. Let's just go all, all out for the ladies. Yeah, 100%. Thursday the 5th of October, the youth team beat Peterborough away 3-1 thanks to a double from Rule Satoriu. And a goal from Teddy Perkins. We're hearing an awful lot from Rule. I was just going to say, it's only a matter of time before Satori pops up at some point on the bench because he's yeah. just doing so well. And on Friday, 6th of October, head of the Barrow game, so we were still up in the north for the following Saturday, yeah. he was trained at Liverpool's facilities thanks to Nigel Travis's relationship with the Liverpool owner, John Henry. And that must have been a great experience for the team 100%. there. There was a nice shot, a nice photo put up on social media of the team outside the uh, outside Melwood, which is where Liverpool are based. So, Brilliant to see and great to see that Nigel's connections are paying off and getting those opportunities because there won't be many National League teams who can rock up to Melwood and play on their facility. It's a really, yeah, really exactly it. good to see that. Um, at the Meet the Chairman Night. At the Meet the Chairman Night, that that's, that's the connection and that's what he can do, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So ahead of the Barrow game, uh, oh sorry, you've just done that bit, on Saturday the 7th of October, Barrow away. Yeah. Uh, team lined up with Charlie Granger in goal, Caprice Ellis, Jamie Sendles White, and Joe Widdison across the back four there. Lawless Clay, McEnough, and Brophy across the middle. Mooney returned with Bon up top. Subs were Sergeant, Judd, Happy, Dayton, and Bocco. Yep, so that's three changes to the team who started against Tranmere. As Jamie Sendles White replaced Happy, who dropped to the bench. Widdison returned at left back, placing Brophy, who was pushed into midfield. And then out came James Dayton, who was benched. And Mooney came in to replace Harold, who was on the bench. Interestingly, Judd was also named on the bench. So he we lined up indeed. for this one in a 3-5-2 formation. So a slight change with a back three of Ellis, Sendles White and Willison with Caprice and Brophy as wing back. So your views on the team for that one? Yeah, feel for Hap. Happy, sorry, as he's done really well. For me, deserves his spot over Jamie. Um, Harold uh, had a calf injury. Um, was he rushed back too soon for... For La, uh, for Tranmere, yeah, um, be good to see Brophy play uh, in his favourite position because at the time I hadn't seen the Orient tweet the three four five two yeah. formation, but he was playing in a wing back yeah. formation. For me, that's an experienced team. So again, like we said before, you look at the team on paper and you go, "Well, that team should beat Barrow." When you look at that, 
Um, although Happy could be considered unlucky to lose his place. I'm surprised to see Dayton benched unless he's injured or not feeling he... great. Obviously, we spoke about Dayton earlier in the podcast where he's got two assists in the last two games. But I'm glad to see Woodison back. Um, so we'll go through the match again. It we turns both, out that he was ill. We both weren't there, were we, yesterday? And Correct. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any action from this. So we're no. just going from what we've read. So yeah. not much action to talk about in the opening 18 minutes. But in 19th minute, Mooney gives the O's a lead as he slided in to get on the end of a brophy pass across goal and pass one up. So just a boost we needed. And for me, I'm delighted for Mooney, who scores his first goal in 10 games. So David Mooney really needed a goal. And he got one. So who, who would have thought we'd yeah. be saying that about Mooney in the so National League? I was listening to it on Ozone and uh, was was absolutely euphoric when we uh, <laughs> when we scored that. But unfortunately, it was short lived because our lead lasted for just four minutes. Uh, Charlie Granger misjudged the ball from Gomez, uh, who had an easy tap in to make it one all. Um, so frustrating. No so frustrating that we can't hold the lead. Um, same Tranmere literally held the lead for four minutes and. If you can't hold the lead, you aren't going to win games, and we can't seem to hold the lead or keep a clean sheet. So we've let them back in, really, really frustrating. But however, you know we're only level for four minutes again as we retake the lead in the twenty seventh minute. As Mackenough's free kick led to a scramble, Craig Clay got in there, smashed it home, and made it two one. And at this point, you're thinking, right, come on, hold your lead, Orient, defend well, yeah, see the half out, or sit out to half time, yeah, and play on, but. Unfortunately, the lead only lasted for 14 <laughs> minutes uh, as Barrow equalised in the 41st minute. Defence switched off, no one was marking properly and Jordan White had an easy tap-in to equalise uh, and made it 2 all. There's a wheelbarrow pun in there somewhere, but I'm not sure where or how. There, 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 there is a wheelbarrow, yeah. something wheelbarrow-esque. And I was listening to, as I said, Matt and Dave on Ozone and, and, and our defence sounded absolutely shocking. Not at the races at all. And Barrow haven't, frankly, had to work hard for their goals at all. They're, they're, yeah. It's like Christmas come early for half these teams. Like yeah. we're gifting them goals, switching off, not marking, not being alert. It's a very poor defending. Yeah. Game. So three minutes of injury time we played. Joby hits free kick over the bar in a decent position, and the half time whistle goes at two all. So I think Barrow probably consider themselves fortunate to go in level. Yeah, not a good half of football really. Back five have been poor. Um, switching off at key moments and you think you score two goals away from home that you should see three points coming at 4.50 you know you'd hope so you'd hope so so attendance announced at 1796 with 290 away fans making the well journey played. So well done to you guys and you gals second half kicked off with no subs for the O's and the 45th and 55th minute in between that Mooney and Bond linking up well created four good opportunities I think really yeah. sadly can't convert with the barrow keeper putting off two good saves. Yeah, he kept the minute that half. But yeah. again, you know, we've got to be more clinical in the box. Yeah. Both boxes. We just have to be. Yes, all right, their keeper's probably up his game and he's probably had the best game of his life. He probably won't play that well again next week and he'll probably let in two rubbish goals. But those are the just way how the it is. Break, so not much not to much, talk about. Yeah, no, not really. Not until the 72nd minute when Miles Judd came on for Jake Caprice because Jake took a bit of a knock. Yeah, 72nd minute. Mooney had another shot on goal. It seemed like Mooney was quite involved, actually, to be fair to Dave. Yeah, um, he did. After his comments midweek, yeah. I think it wouldn't have been very honest of him to have done that and then yeah. been a poor So that's a shot. Gets powered away. And in the 76th minute, though, we almost go 3-2 uh, down as Buddhason clears off the line from White. After Granger had saved an effort, so well done to Joe um, for doing that. Otherwise, yeah. we would have been three two down with twelve minutes, left, fourteen minutes left. Yeah, Barrow uh, in the seventy eighth minute should be ahead, but Harrison misses from just six yards out. Amazing let off. Yeah, very lucky there. So in the last in the two minutes, you know, 
two very big chances for Barrow so very yeah. lucky 80th minute Dan Happy comes on for James Sendles White and in the 86th minute James Dayton comes on for J.B. McEnough and then in the 89th minute James Brophy beat a few players he'd done really really well goes down in the penalty area but the ref waves play on now well, obviously not having seen that I've seen this have you? yeah Dan Slawinski put up the tweet that's a penalty is it really? from the angle he is at so he's from behind the goal that it's happening looks as absolute stonewaller really? yeah it'd be interesting to it. see that again and it, luck in it lady luck trauma deflection Brophy not getting a penalty in the last minute a guy hitting a ball at, at firewood from 35 yards out that he probably hits nine times out of ten over the bar that flies into the top corner lady luck is not shining down smiling down on Leighton Orient you know those are, those are the breaks fine down. margins yeah so four Absolutely. minutes to stop this time we've played at the end Ellis gets a head injury ends up breaking his nose that we'll come on to Bond gets booked for scrapping with a defender and the match ends to all as we picked up only our second point from the last 21 available Steve Davies told Dave Victor after the match we got ahead twice in the game for the first time disappointed with the way the goals were conceded got to do the basics in both boxes people didn't do their jobs at the back we have to get the basics of defending right we missed Matt up front I'm still learning about these players it was interesting to see Miles Judd today that's a bit of a strange one because Matt Harold isn't, isn't a first-teamer. So to say we miss Matt up front, I don't know what he's quite means by that. Well, Unless Matt is going to become a first-teamer. What he brings um, to, to the team that's different to what Moons and Bond bring. And a few people said this, you know, about his comment about it was interesting to see Miles Judd. Why? You see him in training every day. Yeah, it's different to training to see someone in the wild, it, isn't it? It is a little bit, but Miles, you know... Everyone knows Miles had a great season last season. and For me, he's a standout player, yeah, to be so fair. I don't know why he's not being played more. A bit strange. Also said Mark Ellis had broken his nose and finished by saying the cup will be a nice break. We can focus on something different and it could be a springboard. So league table, that means after 15 games in the league, we are in 18th position uh, on, on 18, 18 points, points yeah. with a minus five goal difference. So... What an odd September and beginning of October it's been for the O. So your views on yesterday? Yeah, two points from 21 isn't a good enough return. And listening to Dave and Matt on Ozone, you can hear how poor our defence is, whether that's confidence or whatever. We let them have two goals. They didn't have to work hard for them. In fact, no team has had to work hard for their goals. I still don't get why Happy was dropped. He came on to replace an injured Jamie Sendles White. And especially if we're playing a 3-5-2, I don't know why we weren't playing three central centre midfielders there. We scored two goals away from home and only come away with a point, which, if your Barrow is superb, for us, for me personally, that's really not good enough. For, the, for me, the responsibility sits with the players. I don't recall hearing Lawless, Brophy or Joby mentioned anywhere near enough, which is alarming as that's pretty much all of our midfield. Moons and Bond had four chances in the second half. How many do we actually need before um, we actually score a goal? Ratios. Need them all to step up, take responsibility and do better. We are behind the team, but we need something back from them to show that they're in it as well. Good points. For me, another game you look at on paper and you think, yeah, win that. But 100%. it doesn't turn out that way. We should be doing better than drawing. But if Elko being Colson play this, I think we'll win it comfortably. And I think that's... That's I think again you, luck. I think you could say that about half a dozen games. Yeah, we could, but they're not available. So yeah, yeah so in hindsight, isn't it? it's good to see yeah. Moon scoring a game. And Clay is starting to get a few goals now for this season. So hopefully, we can see him pop up in more positions like that. But yeah, again, we make life hard for ourselves and let Barry back into the game not once but twice, which is really yeah. disappointing. I think Bond needs a goal. Be interesting to see now if Steve Davis thinks it's worth pairing up Moons and Harold. If Harold 
if we miss Harold and you think Harold comes back, does he drop Mooney who's just scored and done very well or does he end up dropping Bond? Why not Bond? go 4-3-3? He won't. Or 4-2-3-1 again with Mooney sat back or Harold sat back with... Be interesting now for me. Well, Mooney, Mooney and Harold and yeah, maybe Bond needs a rest. I think he's got a big choice about Bond to come. Uh, if we get the basis of defending right, we will turn it around, you know, but it's a massive if because yeah. we've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. Once again, massive kudos to the 290 fans who made that massive trip to Barrow. So those were our views on Barrow. Your views at Bill Fleet. He's just two points from the last 21. I don't think Steve Davis has lost the dressing room, but he's lost the plot and been saddled with players that aren't good enough. Lenin, at Lenin4 said, have to be putting teams like Barrow away if we want a successful season. Davis isn't blameless, but players have to take responsibility. That's a really, really good tweet. Yeah, Dirk Turks says, Davis needs to go. Forget the past. He's not an annoying manager. Get rid now. Harsh. Harsh Fleety, yeah. LOFC. I think Davis is running out of ideas. Understand that fans blame Steve Davis for the lack of ideas or plan B, etc. But conceding twice after going one up is surely down to the defence? Yeah, question mark. Absolutely. El Coado. So we've stopped that run of losses, but let's hope the rock stops here. The only yeah. way that will happen, though, is if the defence sorts itself out. Good tweet. ALB5399. Very poor. Davis looks lost of ideas. And we should be beating teams like Barrow. At Rob Payne, 5464297 says, I wasn't so worried about losing to some of the teams we've lost to, but not winning against this team is worrying. Also, why do most of our supporters want fullbacks that can attack? I just want a back four that can defend. Good yeah, good point. point. Yeah, at LOFC1978, poor result, really. But guess we have to be happy with the point, given our run. Maybe Barrow is our level currently. Hard to see the next yeah, win. Good point. At Rob Nathan, 77 so it's not happy with recent results, but those calling for Davis to be sacked are too short-termist. Get their way, and they'll be calling for the next manager's head by Christmas. At Tom Davies, E17 said, I think sacking a manager after 15 games in... Sacking a manager 15 games in is daft. All coaches need time, but I would like him to do his job a bit better. He's not being impressive. Yeah. At Bendy Bollard, says, after a run of defeats, the rock had to stop. A point at a tricky away fixture has to be seen as a start. Hashtag glass half four. <laughs> at Boatsy, to be honest, it was very disappointing to concede two shocking goals, um, but a draw was a fair result. We need to start winning games. Yeah, Brian underscore Rigby, 1947, says, our players are not showing any sort of consistency for 90 minutes, and a defence, if you can call it that, don't seem to have confidence in Granger. At Steve Diath, one, give Davis a chance, need to sign an experienced keeper. Yeah, lots of talking points coming out of this one. Yeah. Bradley Acker's 95, says no matter how bad we were over the past few seasons, you can't get only two points from 21 and not expect your job to be under threat. That's a fair comment. Yeah. Biffo Prop said a decent point away from home against the physical side. Goalkeeping and defending need work. Yeah, and we hope Tom enjoyed his first match. So took, I think... Uh, Biffo Prop took his young son I think it was his only way to his first Orient match hope you enjoyed oh, that one nice one uh, William Everett says it's not going well but asking for a new manager is wrong we need stability let's give this new group of guys a little time yeah at LOFC1971 said I'm not for sacking managers but can't be doing all this can't sack him return Don't to, say the, it. to the you know who era rubbish I'm going to read that again. Read that again. I'm not for sacking managers, but can't be doing with all this, can't sack him and return to you-know-who era rubbish. Shouldn't matter what happened in the past. If not up to the job, you get moved on. Yeah, and the final word this week comes from LOFC Chaz, who says, the defence was shocking. Mooney and Bond, superb. Woodison was good in the back three, but not the other two. Losing Ellie Kobe has changed our season, and we need to hold on to a lead. Their keeper had a blinder second half, 
but the ref was poor. Blatant penalty again not given, along with many other bad decisions. The ref's appalling at this standard. Better signs, but we still need to improve. And I have to say, Woodison again was superb. Easily man in a match, and a match better as part of a back three. So thanks for all the tweets, emails, Facebooks, Instagrams we've had over the last two weeks. Yes, Keep appreciate them coming. It. Loads of talking points coming out of those tweets. You know, Steve Davis, right man to lead us, or should we get rid of Granger, right keeper, or not? Loads of points yeah, coming midfielders, out. Midfielders, strikers, service you know, to the front two seems to have dropped a bit. Anything can orient. Give us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Give us a tweet at orientoutlook at Instagram. So, Send us your photos, not nudes, because you know we're happy. We don't do that. Again, but it's a family show. It's a family Orient show. underscore outlook <laughs> underscore podcast on or Insta. Facebook. Yeah. Um, or if you see us at a game, just come out and do the old fashioned have a chin wag. Yeah. Um, so at Bill Fleet, he. Uh, sorry, beg your pardon. Prediction League update. Well done, late at Leighton Ori at uh, Reedy QB Nine at Orient Gantry, who predicted two all. But a huge well done to the authentic Gaz who predicted two two and Clay to score. So gets yeah. the bonus point well for the Gary. scorer. So at Bill Fleet, he is top on eleven points with unexpected item O and Tony underscore Antonio second on ten points. Full table is available on our Facebook. Page. Yep, leads us on to today, Sunday, 8th of October. So, in the afternoon, Freddie Moncur rejoins Bishop Stortford on loan for one month. So, good luck, Freddie. They obviously Absolutely. signed a one year contract but hasn't featured at all in the squad. So, hopefully, no. he gets a bit of match match football there. Yep, ladies' team keep up their superb form, really, by beating Billericay at uh, Ladies at Brisbane Road in the Ladies FA Cup. Four goals from Sophie Lamarchant, one from Chloe. Uh, one from Vanessa Wilson and Eagle Trezzy. So, well done to the ladies. Super. Well what done, Chris. Outstanding. Well done, Chris. Well done, ladies. Yeah, Fantastic. and we hopefully will get a chat with Chris and or one of the ladies uh, in one of the future, near future yeah. podcasts. Wicked. We're working on stuff. So, let's round this up in 57 minutes. Oh, fantasy football update then. So, no fantasy football this weekend due to the international break, but William Noyes leads our league on 428 points. He's 10 points ahead of second place Sophie Henderson. I'm in 134th place, but like I've said, I'll come good at some point. Don't yeah. worry about me. Positives and negatives this week then. Positives, I was actually struggling uh, for positives no, this week, but we got, we got three. Yeah. Mooney and Harold scoring goals, got strikers on the on the well uh, board. The ladies team, obviously, that goes without well saying. Done, they ladies. scored how many goals? Like 20 of goals. God knows. Uh, and amazing away yeah, well support. So, yeah, fair play to everybody there. And negatives, uh, so I'll start. Yeah, only taking one point from the... Nine available since the last podcast. So even though you know it's two from twenty one yeah. or from our podcast, one from nine. Pretty much a, a huge negative. We just can't defend. Yeah, we <laughs> just can't. can't defend. You know. Yeah. And lastly, falling further down the league. So the league rolls on, seems to get more points, and we are stuck in the rut. So yeah, heroes of the week this week. It's going to be plural. We've got two sets to say well done to. So well done to the ladies team. Secondly. The uh, yeah second award uh, hero of the week go to the travelling fans who trekked yeah, well all the way up to Tranmere and then up to Barrow. Well done. If you've done that double header, especially well yeah, done. Absolutely. So next week's fixtures in just one fixture as we travel to Dagenham and Redbridge in the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup on Saturday, the fourteenth of October. The Daggers will provide tough opposition despite losing one away to Woking on Saturday. Uh, so we will be without Mark Ellis for this time and James Brophy as their clubs won't allow them to play in the FA Cup. So there will be selection changes for Steve Davis in this. And also, tomorrow, Monday night for October, the youth team are in action at Myland Stadium in the second qualifying round of the FA Youth Cup against Tower Hamlets. Kick-off is at half past seven. Get there if you can. 
and good luck to the youth. We look forward to mentioning that on next week's podcast. Yep, so that's it. Thanks very much indeed for joining us uh, for episode 117. We've just come in around the hour mark. So it has been a difficult fortnight for the O's on the pitch with only one point taken from the last nine and the pressure really is starting to mount on Steve Davis with only two points taken from the last 21 that are available. Everyone at the club will know this is not good enough. So hopefully the revival starts now, but really pleased to see patience from yeah. uh, Ken and Nigel like as said, well. I don't think there's going to be any, any sharp changes. Yeah. I agree. Off the pitch, not much to talk about, which, given the last three years, is actually a really, really good thing. We'll be back with episode 118 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need and hopefully a special guest or two. So uh, keep an eye out for us. So if you listen on (laughs) iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. If you listen on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. If you have an older relative or loved one who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone or their computer or any device and download it for them. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, have a great week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. This morning